Everybody and welcome to the True Crime Squad. That seemed like a loud. I hope I didn't jar you all. Hey, everybody! <laughs> really enthusiastic. Sorry. Uh, too much caffeine, maybe. Uh, welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. How's it going? Is going well. Going well. I'm just, my brain is spinning with mm. Daybell Vallow at all times. I was like, we have to focus on some other cases, which is weird because right now, like, mm. I don't, I don't have it. All I've right. got is this case and everything we keep learning and, you know, mm-hmm. but Me, other than that, ooh. I'm good. Well, good, good, good. I, I drove for Amazon Flex today. I delivered yeah. 45 packages. What the? How you doing? Uh, that's a lot. Um, good. It's actually been really good for me. Well, if you get any for me, you better hightail it up here. Right? I know. I was in Rigby and I was thinking about some friends of mine that live outside of Rigby. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I delivered a package to their house? Because I happen to know they're pretty avid Amazon shoppers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe someday. Terrible. I was all over in Rigby today. but I would love it. That would be great. <laughs> well, Good. Well, all is well here too. Uh, gosh, we've had beautiful days, and the weather is so nice. I love it. Weather's gorgeous. The pigs are so happy and mad because they can finally go outside. The snow is virtually gone. I mean, just like right up against the house, you know. There's icy stuff, but that's about it. And but it's muddy, so you know it, it's a hard time because it's finally nice enough that the pigs are willing to go out. Mm-hmm. But then they come in with these unbelievable muddy hooves. We call them uh, mud uh, ankle boots. It's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. So then they still have to stay out on the patio for a little while and sleep in their bed out there until their paws at least dry or their hooves so that I can try and wipe them off a little bit. And But, I mean, the mud is just, it's inevitable. So then they're mad because they want to come in. And I they're just perpetually mad right now. And right. There's, just, there's, there's no, no helping them. They, they are perpetually mad. There is mm-hmm. something pissing off your pigs at all times. Mm-hmm. Our, our sow especially. She's always mad. But right now she's blowing her coat. And my God, she looks ratchet. She looks terrible. <laughs> she always does that. Mm. She's almost naked. Just little patches of hair. And oh God, she looks awful. Poor thing. It's no wonder. I keep looking at her going, well, I'd be pissed off and grouchy if I were you too. So I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll give her a pass. There you go. (laughs) But otherwise all is well. I, the Daybell Vallow case, it's like, cause everyone we know knows that we cover this case. And so like uh, after court on Monday, my daughter called needing an update. So, you know, I give her the Cliff's notes, which takes quite a while. Then our dear aunt that spent like all week with us in court, she actually had jury duty that day in a different yeah. town. So she called me to tell me about her jury duty and what was going on with, uh, you know, wanted to know what was going on with Dave Belvello. So I talked about all of that. And then my husband got home and he's like, tell me what happened today. And I'm like, dear God, I can't talk about it anymore. And that right. was after the live stream. Just go watch the live stream. <laughs> I, know. I got to physical therapy today and my physical, physical therapist, we always talk about this case. And she's like, okay. 
I know you're all over it. I know you've been going to court. Mm-hmm. Give me the lowdown. I'm like, oh, we've got an hour. Here we go. Strap <laughs> in. Let's go. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much. I just yeah. keep thinking about the jury because we've all, you know, many of us, many of you as listeners have been around for three years of this, you know, as we have, and it's taken that long to fully digest what's happened. Mm-hmm. These folks have had three days mm-hmm. and they have absolutely been punched in the face with information mm-hmm. every yeah. freaking day. Mm-hmm. And I really, I have empathy for them because they have got to be feeling really bowled over by this Can whole you situation. imagine? No. I'll bet after all those autopsy pictures yesterday of the kids... They went home last night wondering what in the actual hell they've gotten themselves into. Right. They were warned. They were warned in the jury questionnaire, but still. They were. uh, But I don't know if anyone can prepare you, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And just, I mean, all of the players, all of the details, all of the different names. Mm -hmm. It is a lot. Mm -hmm. It is a lot to. Oh, it's so much to keep straight. As we know, because all of the Johnny come lately's. That have decided to report on this case all of a sudden. Can you guys even believe how many facts they're getting wrong? Booking it up. <laughs> they- Step it up. Jeez, yeah. almighty. And several others, but I've just I've seen and heard several from them that I was like, oh come on. Yeah, I, I know. An article that said that uh that Lori was being charged with murdering JJ and his maternal grandparents or paternal grandparents. Yeah. But <laughs> Boy, what? that's longer. What? Yeah. That is, no, that's not true. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jurors can take notes, yes, although they're kind of discouraged from taking notes. Mm-hmm. They want listening and really taking in what they're hearing because they can have access to anything that they need and the timelines and stuff. But there was a big discussion about it on Monday in court mm-hmm. about, you know, should they be taking notes or not? Well, I really didn't like the judge's answer on that or the, their attitude on it because people learn differently. Right. And Some people need to write it out. Yeah. Anybody that's on the jury that's a kinesthetic learner, they need to be in motion in order to be absorbing the information that they're hearing. It's why they're taking notes. It's probably not because they'll even go back and look at them, but doodling, taking notes, fiddling, mm-hmm. wiggling, those are ways that kinesthetic learners absorb and then also regurgitate information it's why sitting on my desk there's piles of crystals and stuff and i've always got something in my hand something i'm fiddling with because that's how i think and it's how i learn yeah Yeah, i have to have something my hands have to be in motion and i mean this is one way we fail our kids in public schools by refusing to let them move because they need to Mm -hmm. well the jurors need to move too they do yeah i would um, want to put some fidgets on their uh chairs so that they had something to touch right? and put their hands on and yeah exactly in junior high and high school I always had an egg of silly putty you remember the old red eggs with silly putty in them I had that in my pocket for school every single yeah. day mm-hmm. yeah until I got into crystals oh. and then I just switched to crystals but you know yeah. they can't have push poppers in court I seriously doubt it I don't know I doubt it they were like well I, I mean take it. notes if you have to but we want you paying attention Bitch, that's how they're paying attention. Paying Come attention, on, man. man. Yeah. Well, anyway. 
I, I'm really feeling for the jury. Mm-hmm. However, they got to go home early today. Yes. So, but before we do that, since we're still talking about yesterday, I want to share something uh, that happened yesterday. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear this. I'm going to tell you, you're going to need your volume up. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people, ca- I didn't catch this. Somebody else sent it to me. But uh, in the recording from yesterday, do you guys remember how yesterday we said that Lori acted like she was pissed at Archibald? Yes. She wouldn't sit next to him. She kept sliding her chair as far over next to Thomas as she could, kind of gloving up on Thomas the way she used to do to Archibald. Yes. Well, in the recording, and probably not something we were supposed to hear, but there is a spot where you can hear, it's quiet. Uh, It's in the first hour. It's towards the very end of the first hour yesterday. And in the very beginning of it, and I cut this part out, but you can hear Wood uh, talking. He's, He's introducing some stuff. And talking, uh, some, some evidence and talking and mm-hmm. to Hermesio. And then there's some silence and you can hear some whispering, kind of, some light whispering. And then you very quietly hear, Lori, I need to focus right now. Oh. 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 Guess who told Lori to shut the fuck up? Yeah. I mean, he didn't exactly, but he, t- he told her. But to her, she mm-hmm. probably felt it that way. And then she was mad at him the rest of the day. So... I thought that was funny. So I did cut it out. Um, I have blown it up as much as I can for, uh, with you to even still be able to hear it. When I took the bath, back room noise, background noise out, it sounded even worse. So I put it back in. So I don't know. So uh, I'll play it like three times, but uh, volume way up. See what you can do. Lori, I really have to focus. Heard it loud and clear. Mm -hmm. Wow. Shut up, Lori. Shut up. With all of your nonsense, shut up. Mm Yep. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, it's not like he was actually rude to her. He wasn't. No. But to Lori, I think being put in her place in any way whatsoever is a huge affront. Because no one tells Lori no. She's the goddess of the golden vagina. No one tells her that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely been her attitude. Well, she got told no twice yesterday in right. you know, the other time in a very big way, not being mm-hmm. allowed to, uh, you know, just peace on out of court because she didn't want to listen anymore, didn't want to be there. Like, this is your murder trial, you dumb bitch. What are you? Lori you doesn't don't have like pictures. She doesn't like pictures of dead kids. Huh. Oh, well. We'll have to think about that. Too bad. They're your kids, stupid. Yep. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was fairly interesting and uh, interesting it that is. her behavior towards him the rest of the day was pretty uh, off-putting. So anyway. Yeah. Kind of funny. So last yes, last night in our live stream, we had discussed the phone call between Chad and Lori that mm-hmm. happened when Chad was sitting in his car 
watching them excavate his yard, knowing that they were at any time they were going to come across those kids. At that point, he yeah. had to have known that it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he did uh, ask Lori to pray, and I'm sure he was praying his little oh, toes the off, whole too. Praying thing. But uh, anyway, I told you about that last night, that, that we knew that had happened, and we've heard it before. So then I went and found it, and I put it up on our Twitter and on our uh, socials. And then today in court, they played it and introduced it. Uh, so I thought this would be a good time for us to play it as well. Mm. I'm going to play it for you guys, but then I'll read you the transcript, because it, too, is hard to hear. Oh, him especially. He's whispering and mumbling. Mm -hmm. This was played in open court, too. And so the recordings of recordings are really tough. But I'll play it for you, and then I'll read you the transcript. We call from and hold for Yeah. I'll answer if I can. Okay. 
I love you and we'll talk soon. Okay, baby. I love you. Okay. Love you. I'll read you the transcript. Gag. But um Larry, man. I know. Rock star. That's Larry's been that mad for three years. Yeah, he has. I am so glad we have that that view. Mm-hmm. Because wow. Uh-huh. For sure. Uh, but it, you know, remember, this was three years ago. This is judge number two, in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. That's the second judge. Now, of course, we're on judge number three with uh Boyce, but if you don't know who that judge was, <laughs> the yeah. first judge was a lady judge, and she beat the crap out of Mark Means in court a couple of times. <laughs> so great! I was real bummed when we didn't have her anymore because she kicked his ass. Uh, welcome, Heather. Uh, welcome. We're glad Heather's new to our channel. We're glad Hello, to have you here. Welcome, Heather. Okay, here's the transcript. All right, there's the operator. You know the the inmate at Madison County stuff, whatever. So we'll start with Lori. Lori Daybell says, hi, babe. Chad says, hello. Lori says, are you okay? Chad, no, they're searching the property. Lori says, the house right now? Chad says, yeah, yeah. So Mark Means will be talking to you. Lori says, okay, what, are they in the house? Chad says, no, they're out on the property. Lori says, are they seizing stuff again? Chad says, they're searching. There's a search warrant. And so something unintelligible with the kids. Lori says, okay. Chad says, so yeah, saw you tried to pull up a call. I'm glad you called. Oh, so I guess she called him. Interesting. So Lori says, yeah. Chad says, so we'll see what transpires. We'll see what transpires. Lori says, okay. Then Lori says, what do you want me to do? Pray? And Chad says, what? That was what I thought too, Chad. What? <laughs> Lori, what do you want me to? Chad, no, I'm sorry. Anyway, then Lori says, okay, what can I do for you? What, from the jail, Lori? What can you do for Chad? You're so helpful. Chad says, I'm pretty calm. I would call Mark though. We need, can you just talk with Mark? Lori says, you know, Mark, who wasn't Chad's lawyer. Yeah. Lori says, have you talked to him already? And Chad says, uh, possibly I've tried to call him since. So he, I think, put in a call and left a message. Lori says, so he knows what they're doing? He says, yeah, looks like I've got a call from someone else I need to talk to, honey. I love you so much. Lori, okay, I love you. Should I try to call you later? And Chad, who's knows he's fucked now, says, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, you can try. Yeah. I- I'll answer if I can. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Lori says, okay. Chad says, I love you. And we'll talk soon. She says, okay, baby. I love you. He says, okay, love you. Goodbye. So, you know, he calls to tell her what's happening. He's, they're, you know, they're pretty veiled in, in what they're saying, but I mean, uh, they know they're on a recorded call. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah. So yeah. That is the last time those two have spoken to each other, except for that apparently one of the, the sheriff uh organized a phone call from them last su- summer, according to court records. But other than that, that's the last they have spoken to each other or been allowed to have any contact with each other since that day. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and it's Detective Humacio had reported that like he had his Chad had his head turned back to where they were digging, looking, watching what they were doing while he's on this phone call. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly what's happening. They're finding they are literally finding the children's bodies as he's having this conversation. So, uh, somebody said earlier, did they, she said again, had they already searched the house? Yeah, they searched the house clear back in January. The FBI searched the house in January of that year when, uh, you know, Tammy was dead. The kids were still missing and Lori was being extradited back from Hawaii and they searched Mm -hmm. Chad's house at that point and, and seized a ton of electronics and stuff. Yeah, they did. So with all that being said, let's quickly run through court today. There was not much when we got, well, we are, our, our, our dear associate, uh, Darla that was there for us today. Darla, who is amazing and took amazing mm-hmm. notes today. Wow. Uh, Darla said that when they got to court, Blake wasn't there. Yes. And then they said that due to, uh, some stuff with the prosecutor, there would not be court on Monday. And then they went back into uh, Hermesio, mm-hmm. cross-examining Hermesio. They talked for a few minutes. Uh, it it wasn't anything. I don't know what's going on with the defense. Honestly, the crosses are so lackluster. They're it was not- asking him to repeat information that they've already said. Trying yeah. to trip him up, I guess, maybe. Maybe I, there's just so little coming from those conversations. It just kind of kills me, you know, yeah. but uh, at any rate, so he talked to Hermesio for a few more minutes. Uh, he wanted to know who was present at the time that they dug up the bodies, how long it took to get everything out of the ground, who was in the vehicles there. Uh, he asked some more details about finding Tylee's te- or the teeth, Tylee's teeth and where they found the teeth. Mm-hmm. Wanted to know who found the teeth and where. And also wanted to know a little more about taking the bodies to Ada County. Because, of course, all of that was in case they could challenge any kind of chain of evidence. Yeah. They're looking for holes, you Mm -hmm. know. Is there anything they can challenge there? There just isn't. Mm Mm-hmm. They were so careful with this stuff, with the FBI's assistance, to be sure. So yeah. uh, he's really direct, though, Hermesio is. And he said he d- he didn't know. He said he didn't know. He didn't remember who found the teeth. Don't know. That was smoking gun you were looking for, Thomas. But he didn't yeah. know. Uh, on the redirect, Wood asked about the guns found in the garage. Uh, Hermesio said that they felt they were suspicious because there were shootings in Arizona that the Jeep was associated with. And so, you know, and the Jeep who was uh, still registered in Charles's name, who was Lori's deceased husband. And so, yeah, right. of course, the uh, the guns seemed suspicious. Right. Yeah. Like, duh. <laughs> she said that Lori spent most of the day looking straight forward or kind of hunkered down behind a uh, a computer monitor. Mm-hmm. But pretty stone-faced today. No no emotion today. Mm-mm. No tantrums. Yeah. So there were a bunch of tips called in. And 
one of the things yesterday, Thomas asked about the tips and he said, uh, Hermesio had said we followed through on all of the tips. And he's like, well, I mean, you couldn't have followed through on all the tips. And he was like, yeah, well, yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, this okay. This has been a sore spot for a couple of months now uh-huh. leading up to the trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was some discovery issues with the tips. And so they're salty about the tips. But uh, at any rate, he said that, no, they most certainly did follow up on all of them. So. And that none of the tips led them anywhere. There was nothing in the tips that helped right. them. So Wood asked a little bit more about uh, how the tips worked. So he said there was a direct line through the Rexburg Police Department to the FBI. And each tip was given a number and assigned to a detective. And that they did follow up on each tip. Uh, Wood also asked if body cam is normal. Because there was kind of a dust up yesterday about some of them having body cam on and some of them not. Hermesio did not. Hope uh, did on when they went to, you know, the original welfare check. Right. Yeah. There were other times that he didn't. And that that was actually a, a sore spot in uh, Chad's preliminary, too. Yeah, it was. Uh, Hermesio said in Madison, uh, detectives don't always wear body cam Mm -hmm. wood asked a little bit more about sifting through the dirt for body parts and teeth uh just a little bit more like explanation about what that process looked like he also asked about him observing chad sitting in his car looking over his shoulder while he talked on the phone like we just talked about you know yeah over his shoulder he kept looking over at the pond and tree area where they found jj yeah, he's looking literally like if they weren't already digging there, they should have just dug there, you know, because mm-hmm. he was pointing it out. Yep. Yep. You know, Halo body cam is still not common here. No, it's not required in Idaho. And um, often it is voluntary mm-hmm. if officers want to wear it or not, at least in our area. Mm-hmm. I heard from someone I know that, uh, <laughs> Body cam becomes problematic because these guys always forget to turn it off when they go to the bathroom. Gross. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah, I know. Agreed. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Wood Russ, uh, Thomas wants to talk a little more about the attempted homicide on October 9th. So they go back over that a little bit more. That, of course, is uh, the attempted uh, shooting of Brandon Boudreaux. They finally are done with Hermosillo, though I would not be surprised to see him called back up at some point. It could mm-hmm. happen. He has uh, a lot of information. He does. He was on this case from the very beginning to the time the kids came out of the ground and beyond. Yeah. He's been here. He's He's gone the distance. So then they called Jared Wilmore on the stand. He's another uh, re- member of the police department. Mm-hmm. He's a lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's in charge of the police tellmate system. So he, that's why, you know, he, that's when they played the, uh, the video that we just showed you guys or the recording and talked about that, explained more about Telmate and understanding a little bit more about Telmate. Telmate basically is the system that this jail has for people to communicate with the outside world. They have to have money on their books to do that. It's quite expensive mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, but, uh, like we said, uh, those 3,300 calls that Chad had or 
3,000 calls that Chad had in the Fremont County Jail. We figured that uh, between what Chad would have paid from his books or what people would have paid calling him, that had to have cost around 11 grand. Yeah. All of those calls. Like that Chad and Lori. (laughs) Yeah. Chad and Lori were talking all day, every day when she was in Madison, when, before he went to jail. I mean, they were just burning through Tammy's life insurance money through tailmate. What the cost they must have racked up during those few months, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Awful. But anyway, so they were kind of explaining the tailmate system. Uh, Thomas asked if there was any filings on the attempt. Oh, this was back to Hermosillo. He wanted to know if there was any filings on the attempt on October 9th, and they said no. Okay. Yeah, so nobody's actually been charged with that um, shooting at Brandon Boudreaux. Mm -hmm. All right, so then after that, they call... Oh, this is Rammel. So Rammel, we haven't seen Rammel yet, but Dave Rammel was uh, arguing for the prosecution. He's worked for the prosecution's office for like uh, 20 years. Mm -hmm. He's just not like the prosecutor. So anyway, he was talking to, uh, to Wilmore, was questioning Wilmore. They were talking about phone calls. So there was, there were three phone calls that they were trying to admit one was between Lori and Colby. One was between Lori and Summer. And then, of course, this one between Lori and Chad. But the one between Lori and Chad is the only one that they played. Yeah. Which will likely mean that we'll still hear those at some point. They were just getting mm-hmm. them on record with Wilmore since he's the one that's in charge of Telmate. So, yeah. They're there and we'll hear them at some point. And we've not heard those before. So, that'll mm-hmm. be brand new information. Yeah. So then they, once they were done with him, then they called Officer Powell from Fremont County. And Tanya Rollins for the state was questioning him. At that point, she said Lori was looking around quite a bit, looking at the judge, acting a lot more engaged. Powell talked about his training and job duties. And he was on scene when Tammy died. Yeah. And then did her exhumation. Like he was the officer that was a part of that really did that investigation. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was also involved in the surveillance of Chad and Lori. Yeah. After uh, Gilbert had contacted them about the Jeep and Alex and Chad and all the questions they were starting to have about these people. Mm-hmm. So they submitted yeah. some pictures. Uh of them in a couple of businesses down here in the Idaho Falls area, which is where I live. Yeah. Cafe Rio, Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Just living life. He, they talked to him about uh, Tammy's health or she talked to him about Tammy's health. Mm -hmm. And he said that they did determine that she appeared to be healthy. Well, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was healthy. she was on an antidepressant mm-hmm. and she had a prescription for tramadol, but hadn't she just had a knee surgery? Uh, had she? I don't I know. I think there was a knee surgery in there somewhere. Okay. Around there. Yeah. So they had searched for Tammy's medical record, uh, you know, and going through her medical record. She had been tested at some point for depression. She was, I mean, she was married to Chad for Christ's sake. Uh, yeah. So Thomas objected to the testimony about her prescriptions, but that was overruled. 
Yeah. Don't think a HIPAA really applies once you're gone, honeys. No, in your in, in your own um, murder trial, you they can use your your records. She was on, uh, or at least prescribed, generic Cymbalta and Tramadol. Yep. That's when they got a court order to have her exhumed because things just were not right, right? No. So then they showed a pic of her grave in the background there, pictures of the vault being lifted out of the ground and onto the ground, a picture of the vault open and the casket being moved to a vehicle for transport. Uh, a picture of Tammy, an autopsy photo of Tammy, the same one we saw on Monday. Um, Tammy, to me, was dressed in her temple clothing. We talked about this a little bit on Monday, but with Mormons, when they bury their dead, if they have gone through the temple and, and taken out their endowments, then they typically do get buried in their temple clothes. It's a it's an interesting process because temple clothes aren't actually supposed to be seen by people who haven't been through the temple. Right. And so what they do is they'll do the whole uh, viewing portion, you know, and they'll be just dressed in uh, for women, a white dress for men, like white slacks, white shirt, white tie. Mm -hmm. And then right before they close the casket, the very last thing they'll do is the spouse or some of some friends, other people who are also endowed members that, you know, go to the temple and have temp worthy of temple recommends will go up to the casket and help dress them in their temple clothes. And it's kind right. of a rigmarole. And so in that picture, you, well, you guys didn't see it, but there was kind of a stuff around her head. My aunt said ruffly stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it was her temple hat. Yeah. Um, and anyway, the stuff that she had on was, was it's temple clothes. Yeah. So that, uh, that, that's what we saw in that picture. Um, her eyes are kind of dark around her eyes. I mean, it's just, you know, it's what she was an embalmed body. So yeah. And she really wasn't in the ground very long. No, a couple of months was all. Yeah. yeah. And right. Yeah. Paula, the, they were, the medical records was to establish. She didn't have a heart or lung problem mm -hmm. that could have caused her, her death. Yep. Tammy and then of 49, is that right? 49? 49, yeah. So then, of course, they did the autopsy. Uh, then they had the warrant for Chad's house. This was back in uh, January. Items removed and packed into vehicles and transported to Fremont County. And then Thomas crossed. He talked, act about, asked about the surveillance of them, uh, the pics at Cafe Rio and Hobby Lobby that were taken of them on uh these, those, both of those pictures were dated from November 1st. Uh, he asked a little bit more about the leases and searches of both of the townhouses. Again, they're just asking kind of us structural questions. That's not even right. But I mean, they're trying to just, yeah, find anything they can pick at, you know. Right. Yeah. Did they make sure that, you know, they had the right people on the warrant? Could the warrant be nullified? Or, you know, they're looking for stuff like that. But they're not going to find it. They're just... This stuff was done correctly. <laughs> I think Katie's dogs are barking. They are. They're so <laughs> naughty. Scott's umping right now, and so he's not home at night very much. And they're oh. so loud. Every time I get on a live stream, there's all this. They're barking at the cats, the neighbor cats. They can see out the window. Kills them. Anyway. Um, oh, good Lord. If you can hear that. I have to go spank someone. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, yeah, they just, 
ask about a few things. He asked if he overheard Lori and Chad's conversation in one of those places. Mm. Uh, I would like more information on that, but that's all we have in our notes. Yeah, because um, what was that conversation? Yeah. Mm. He asked Powell if he knew where Lori was on October 19th. Of course, that's the day that Tammy died. Powell said no, and he said, asked him if it would surprise him to know that she was in Hawaii. Yes, we know she was in Hawaii, guys. That doesn't mean that she wasn't a part of a conspiracy to murder somebody. Right. That's really just not irrelevant. a lie. Yeah. So then they went on break. When they came back from break, they decided to break for the day. Because, and here's why, and this is why uh, Lindsay Blake wasn't in court today. Lindsay has experienced a uh, death in her family, apparently, and has wasn't there today. And... Well, I, I'm assuming there's a funeral on Monday, and that's probably why there's not going to be court on Monday. Yeah, sounds like it. But they uh, opted to give the defense, or, or sorry, the prosecution the rest of the day to uh, take a look at their uh, strategy and what they're doing. And Because I'm sure there were pieces of today that uh, Lindsay probably uh, was supposed to be doing, you know. I would imagine. I mean, she's the Fremont County prosecutor. She is... The prosecutor. These other prosecutors are all there to help her, but I yeah. mean, this is her case. Yep, for sure. It's so, it's so sad to me that she is under this much stress. This is the case of her career, and now she's had a death in her family. Yeah, that's I am a lot so sad for Lindsay. Me. Yeah. So yeah, lots and lots of love to the Blake family. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Janet says this is a dumb non-Mormon question, but are temple clothes different from the garments? Yes. Garments are underwear. We're talking yep. the temple clothes are a dress and other things that go with them. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I won't Phyllis, show it here because it's kind of disrespectful to, uh, it is wildly disrespectful, but um, you can Google it. You can. I Googled it and found pictures that I sent over to our aunt and it's like this. And she goes, yeah. I'm like, yep. <laughs> so there you, go. you can Google Mormon temple clothes and find them if you want to, but mm -hmm. I don't want to broadcast them here because that would that would be offensive to people of that religion for sure. But mm -hmm. Phyllis says she was buried in a vault. I bet the state was grateful for that. Uh, that is actually very common practice, at least here, mm -hmm. that uh, they're concrete vaults. That mm -hmm. I think you have to have a vault, don't you? Uh, you know, here, I don't know if that's everywhere. I think, oh, it depends on the cemetery. Mm, I'm remembering right. now because I remember with our folks, we were like, do we have to? Because the vaults are like freaking expensive. Very expensive. And, but they're just in the ground, you know, they're just a big cement box in the ground. But mm -hmm. I believe what we were told was that you, in it depends on the cemetery. And if the cemetery requires a vault, you have to have one. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah. So there you go. That is. That's it. That's uh, that's what happened today. They are planning on court tomorrow and Friday. So I will be there tomorrow and Christy will be there on Friday. Yep. So we will keep you guys going, uh, you know, as best we can. And we'll see what tomorrow brings. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Oh, yeah. Phyllis says I live in Florida and some of the vaults are above ground. Yes. In really wet places, they don't put them in the ground here. They go in the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, apparently Myrna says vaults are not common practice in Canada. Well, they honestly shouldn't be. They're a huge waste of resources. I could do a mm -hmm. whole show and you would be all very bored and sick of me all about how wasteful the funerary process is and how expensive <laughs> it is and how stupid it is. And yeah, we won't do it today. But we uh, and with all of the fraud and bullshit we've covered the last few oh years, gosh. 
from funeral homes. Oh, anyway, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't have to be buried on your own property, which is allowed in most states. Interesting. Mm. That is interesting. Yeah. Huh. Or on like your husband's golf course or I don't know. <laughs> Ex-husband's golf course. Uh, yeah. That was a new one. Yeah, that was a new one. Do you think uh, afternoon Lori Vallow issue with her being emotional was her mad at her attorney uh, because he said he needed to concentrate or kids photos? See, I think that's a dang good question, Pam. I really, I had yeah. the same thought today. I thought, did we all get this all wrong? Did this have nothing to do with the kids' photos, but she was just pissed at Archibald and wanted to go home? Yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah. I mean, it's it, a great question. It was the first time there's really been any show of emotion at all, other than just giggling and flirting. Yeah. Uh, so that it was interesting, yeah. the timing of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Michelle said, uh, I tried to explain this case to someone today, and it's impossible. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that's yeah, why all did. the brand new people coming in to, to report it are getting so much wrong because there is so much. There's so much to know. It's just very much. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to watch Katie silently scream at her dogs again. <laughs> that's funny. I, I might as well just give it up. It's not making any difference at all. <laughs> it's those damn cats. Damn right. Cat Halo. Cat. That is when you just recommend this show. Just tell them to come to us and go to yeah. our playlist. <laughs> And give up there next year listening to one episode a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Myrna said Lori was putting on a show, in my opinion. It could be. Yeah. I, I don't think we could put anything past her. Now, no. I still suspect that there is some med issues going on here. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to really stand to that. I think that's true. To, for her but, to get out of control like that, that's not happened. No. Prior to this. Mm -mm. A plot even Tolkien couldn't follow, right? Oh, my gosh. There's people out there right and left that are like, hey, uh, you know, I can't even write a story this good, so I guess I'm writing this one. Yep. Yeah. That people will be like, that is so unbelievable. I <laughs> one of our one of our YouTube followers commented the other day that we have so much content on this case that we should be the ones writing a book. It's like probably, probably true. true. It's, it's hard to make my ADD brain write. I mean, I I have written books. I have books, but uh Oh, I know. I'm a lot better than talking. <laughs> I'm a lot better at talking. Me too. Absolutely ridiculous. No, Chris Cuomo has not called us back yet. Screw Chris, Chris Cuomo. He is, they're putting right. out clickbait and incorrect mm -hmm. information. <sighs> Whatever. Bye, Chris. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> we could have a ghostwriter. We'd probably need one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, Halo wants to see the puppies. At some point, I will bring them in here and you can see them. Not today, because they're in trouble, because they won't quit barking. <laughs> uh, so much. You think we're a better author than Chad? I think so. God, so we I never so. read We did Chad. both go to college. He did. Yeah. He, mm. Mm. Not good. Mm -mm. Uh, Junior high level, I think, in him. There was this tiny part of me that kind of wanted to read some of his books when this first happened to just try and get into his head a little bit more. But I didn't want to spend money on his defense, you know? And so, but that stupid book, One Foot in the Grave, uh, I know, <laughs> how weird. His book about being a grave digger. Mm -hmm. Jesus, Marie. I mean, first of all, it is absolutely awful, but 
almost half of the book is a sample on the on Amazon. Well, because so it's really short. To read a whole bunch of it that way. And yep, it was as bad as I thought. And also, uh, wow, is he creepy. Wow. Yeah. 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 I did that too. I read a bunch of the samples because I'm like, I'm not spending a dime that's going to support him in any way. Yeah. Yep. Well, and you know, they... Oh, I've totally lost my train of thought. I'm very sorry. Go mm. ahead. <laughs> that I, I, I do not know. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. That, that's what I was doing. I, you know, there was a big petition with uh, Amazon to try to get them to pull his books down. Yeah. And they wouldn't do it. Yeah. But, oh, people have left so many mean reviews on his mm -hmm. books. It is a scream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Phyllis said, uh, or no, somebody said uh, he lost them at loin fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The uh, teenage love story between him and Lori is very funny. Yeah. Uh, Paula says, reporting live from my sofa, read the grave one, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Boy. believe it or not, we have other cases to cover. We do. We're <laughs> actually going to talk about a few other things. Right. I know. We could, we could, we could just keep talking about this case forever, I think, but... Mm -hmm. But let's don't. Let's talk about a few other things that also have big doings. We have to say that Kresha K uh, on Twitter, Kresha is uh, Annie Cushing's daughter? No, she's Kay's daughter. Oh, Kay's daughter. That's right. She's Kay's daughter. She posted on Twitter yesterday. She's awesome, by the way. Just made long, a long and weird eye contact with my former Aunt Lori Vallow. What a bitch. <laughs> I know. I love that. That was really great. Amen, Crush. Yeah. <laughs> what a bitch. I think that's what we all think. Yes. Okay, Christy. Uh, let's talk about the West case. Oh boy. Okay. So the West trial is back in court. So they were in court, then they had a week off, then they're back in court. So so far leading up, a lot of what they we have heard is well seen really they're um watching hours of interrogation tapes where mostly um Trizel and what's her name just Jacqueline. they just lie their asses off Jacqueline you know they just over and over again lie and lie and lie and lie and lie um in the opening statements the prosecutor said that all four of the west children have told them Mm -hmm. that they had not seen these children in months. And the 10-year-old son said that he saw Oren die, mm -hmm. which is horrifying. Yeah. Um, today, I, in court, I think was particularly sad. Today, um, the oh, testimony came... Infuriating? Yes. Came from Latoya Spry Sanders. She was originally Oren and Orson's foster mother, and she had them for a long time. Oh, about a year when they were like teeny babies and she was in the process of adopting them when her own daughter went to school with a scraped leg and the school called child protection and child protection came in and pulled her foster children yeah. And then 
didn't do anything further. She never faced any criminal charges or any allegations of abuse that were substantiated. Nothing ever happened with that. But they pulled all of those kids. Her heart, she had other foster children too. And what they said is they thought maybe she was overwhelmed with having too many kids, but she wanted to adopt those babies. She was absolutely heartbroken. She was in the process of adopting those babies. Yes. She's the one that had them from day one. Yeah. Fought the county clear up until the Wests adopted those kids to try to get them back. Mm -hmm. Very sad. Those boys were earmarked for the Wests. They were something. I hope that we get to that in the trial. I hope we get the information about where did all this come from? How did these kids end up placed with them, adopted so quickly? Why did all that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, and why didn't they ever get to go back to their original foster mother who was in process of adopting them? Yeah. Nothing. She never had any action. So it was. I don't know. I don't I don't know if the worker didn't like her. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but it was really sad because she's so heartbroken over these kids. Yeah. Because she fully intended to adopt them and make them her own children. Mm-hmm. And the way they were taken from her is really strange and the fact that they weren't returned when actually there were there was nothing actionable with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It it doesn't make any sense to me. They were taken from bio mom in a sketchy way. Yeah. And taken from the first foster mom. I didn't realize there was a first foster mom. From hearing the story told initially, it sounded like those kids went straight from uh, bio mom to the West. No, no, she hasn't got their heart shattered in the process. Yeah. I know. It is all really sketchy why it went this way. And you just think about Mm -hmm. those little boys would be alive and doing well if they were with this woman who had wanted to adopt them and would have given them already had given them a home and a family and people yeah. who loved them. It just, yeah. She oh, had it had just for about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's maddening. Yep. Yeah, it is. There also, they had a detective on the stand here, I think today or yesterday that said that every conversation he had with Jacqueline, she was completely neutral. Yes. Oh her. yeah. No emotions, no tears, Nothing in all of those in in all of the um, interrogations, mm-hmm. no tears, no concern. He would ask her like, "Other members of your family are really sad." Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't show that to you. I have to be strong. Mm-hmm. Like in all of this time, it wasn't like she was sad. No, that these kids were gone. You know. But also, and this absolutely slays me. There is a lot of video of her being interrogated. And in one of the videos, one of the detectives has his hand on her inner thigh while he's talking to her, her inner thigh. Yeah. And the defense was like, what the hell is that about? And he was like, Oh, Oh, I was just trying to help her to feel at ease (laughs) by invading her personal space and touching her in a place that you really shouldn't have been touching her. What? She also didn't say anything about it either. No, she sat weird. there just like that. And maybe she didn't, I mean, to her defense, I mean, that's the police officer and she might not have felt like she dared say anything. Right. That but was really again, odd. What? Dude, you need to go back to training or something because yeah. no way in hell you think that's okay. Yeah. Well, 
some other things that came out that I found really interesting, because we've always talked about how this happened right before Christmas and that at the time that the police searched the house, there were no gifts for these little boys, no stockings. There were no diapers in the house, even they were, even though they were both still in diapers. Like that was all weird, right? So then the defense attorney has submitted these photos and there are presents for the little boys. There's stockings. There's a diaper in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Those photos were taken one week after the police searched that house. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Yeah. They went in and staged all that shit afterward and then took pictures. Mm-hmm. Like the police weren't going to go, uh, we took our pictures a week ago and none of this stuff was here. That stuff wasn't here. Yeah. And that would have been after Christmas. Yep. Because this was on the, the original date was the 22nd of December. Yeah. So after Christmas, there were yep. presents for these boys. There were stockings for the, like, yep. What? Suddenly there's children that live here. Yeah. So full of crap. And all the neighbors that have said, we never, ever saw those kids ever. A neighbor that was like through the back fence from them and the fence had holes in it and, you know, they could see into their backyard and they never saw those kids. Oh yeah. They did that with chalk on the patio too. Right. Yeah. Suddenly it occurred to them. We need to make this house look like these kids live here. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, uh, the police had already been there and photographed everything. They knew already that it didn't look like these little boys lived there no boy they weren't thinking I'm glad they weren't Fools. i mean do they really think that the police would be able to tell the difference between the original pictures and the pictures taken a week later well and they the police were looking for things like not just diapers in the house but used diapers in the garbage can mm-hmm. i said they were really Perplexed by the fact that they couldn't, they went through all of the trash and there wasn't a single soiled diaper. Yeah. And how could that be in a house that has two toddlers, big toddlers, mm-hmm. wearing diapers? Yeah. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. where West stand. Uh, it also is not televised. So there are a couple, mm-hmm. the West case is not getting enough attention. It's not getting near enough. And I wish that we were giving it a lot more, but what can you do? But uh, there are two news stations from from Bakersfield yes. that are live tweeting it. And so you can go and find those on Twitter if you want to. That's that's the best coverage that's happening right now. Yes. from is from those guys. And I think there are some other locals that are covering it too. But there is just, uh, there's not much to do that. Or, you mm-hmm. know, just not much. There's not enough coverage. Yeah, yeah there isn't. Hey, Cranky. Well, there wasn't dirty diapers. That's what I'm saying, Fran. They didn't find any dirty diapers in the trash. Oh, or you're talking about when they, uh, when they, yeah, when the they, yeah, that that. right. Mm-hmm. Faked yeah, it all. Question. Just gross. Yeah. Disgusting. Okay. Well, let's move on from Wes. Let's talk about, uh, Letitia Stosh. Speaking of belligerent turd circuses. Oh, oh my God. God. I could not hate her more. Mm-hmm. Couldn't. Uh, and again, we are not giving that case enough. And I know that. And I'm sorry. I just, we just don't have it. So this, of course, is the uh, murder of Gannon Stotch. He was her 11-year-old stepson. Uh, as you know, probably she murdered him in his bedroom, stuffed him in a tote in the basement, moved him uh, around, you know, from a storage unit, from various things, finally put him in a suitcase and... uh 
drove across the country from Colorado, clear to Florida, moving him around from different uh, rental cars and whatnot, and finally threw him under a bridge uh, in Florida. That's where he was finally found. The whole thing is just, her lies are so disgusting. Her behavior is so disgusting. But the bit of testimony from her brother really, really wrenched my heart. So I have about four minutes of it. It starts with them uh, swearing him in, getting him on the stand. The judge is so kind to him. It's obvious that they recognize that, A, this is extremely hard on him. B, I kind of wondered if he's uh, maybe has some disabilities. Uh, You'll see what I mean when he gets on uh, the screen. But the prosecutor is so kind to him and sweet to him. But you will see in the background of this video, Letitia sitting there, you know, over in her corner where she has to be watching this play out. And uh, it sucks. So it. This is in two, it's, it's one video, but it, they had to take a break. The brother got so upset, they had to take a break, and then they came back. So this is uh, a couple of pieces of that. Nothing but the truth. Go ahead and have a seat in the witness stand. Please watch your step as you step into the stand. Good morning. Good morning. Could you introduce yourself to the jury and spell your first and last name? Um, Dakota Lowry, D-A-K-O-T-A-L-O-W-R-Y. And where do you live, Dakota? Lumberton, North Carolina. Did you just fly in yesterday? Yes, sir. And what is your relationship with Letitia Stout? That's my sister. Pretty tough for you being here right now? Yes, sir. Hang in there, all right? Um, Why, Tisha? Mr. Lowry, do you need a do you need a moment? Take a break for a moment. Uh, like- we're going to get through this, okay? I'm just going to ask you some questions, and we're going to have a conversation. Is that all right with you? Yes, sir. Did you let the jury know about uh, your other family members, other brothers and sisters, your parents, that kind of thing? Um, I got another sister. Her name's Julie. I got a sister named Amy. Uh, My mom, Deborah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much. And then it got my nieces, all my nieces. What's your niece's name? Do you remember? Um, got Harley, Jazz, Kanae, Cash, Maya, Jada. And is Deborah your mother? That's my mom. Yeah. And for the most part, did your family grow up in North Carolina, where you're from, Lumberton, and yes, sir, still living out there? Yes, sir. And you mentioned that uh, Letitia Stalk is your sister. Yes, sir. And you see her in the courtroom today? Yes, sir. Could you point her out and describe what she's wearing? A green sweater. And when was the last time you saw her? 
when we came down here in 2020. So January 2020? Yes, sir. And so uh, I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, when you said you came out here, um, who came out here? Me, my mom, and my Aunt Brenda. And what's Brenda's last name? Ackward. What's your mom's last name? Locklear. Why'd you come out here? We come out here to help support Tisha because we felt like she was being wrongly accused for something that we believe she would she would never do. And so who's the, I'm sorry, we, go ahead. We also wanted to come out here and help look for him. We did. Go ahead and take a deep breath, all right? You let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. So you want her to come out and help? You refer to her as T Tisha? Mm-hmm. And you also wanted to look for Gannon? Yes, sir. Wow. You know, it's, it's not just the victim's family that she destroyed, but her own as well and they she had them convinced that she was being wrongfully accused that she would never do something like that and everyone was being mean to poor tisha or tisha and that they needed to come and defend her and help her and search for ganon even though she knew all the while where ganon was also, we've been saying her last name wrong this whole time. It's Stouk. Stouk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time I've heard it that way, but obviously they're going to know. Right. I know. You, you hear it lots of different ways, but yeah, Stouk. Yeah. I know. Isn't that heartbreaking? But there was a couple of things about that I really appreciated. I mean, the prosecutor was so kind to him. Yeah. And techniques, like listing all the family members, like just getting him comfortable grounded mm-hmm. centered on what we're talking about and giving him spots to take a breath and you know they really he handled him so sweetly and so beautifully mm-hmm. now i didn't see the cross i don't know what the cross looked like but i'll tell you what right now if they made the mistake that the murdoch attorneys did and mistreated that boy oh, yeah the jury was going to hate them yeah no kidding I don't know if they did or didn't. I didn't see the cross, but uh, that was not going to go down well. Mm-mm. So that's what's up. Uh, the other thing that we learned yesterday is that Gannon did have hydrocodone in his system. So she yes. had been drugging him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. She is insane. She is insane. So many months ago, we covered a case where a little guy was found uh, decomposing under the hallway floor in his home yeah and mom and boyfriend were arrested and some of you guys have been asking us for uh update in that case so christy i think you've got that for ashley roland well sadly there really isn't an update in this case the last article that i can find was published on december 19th of 2022 and it says that they were arrested and charged um Ashley Rowland and Nathan Bridges charged for capital murder, abuse of a corpse, tampering with physical evidence, and endangering the welfare of a minor. 
there's nothing. We don't know. We know that the sister ended up in, in the hospital with very severe injuries and was in really bad shape. We uh-huh. don't know her condition to this point. And we may not ever know it because she's a minor. Yeah. And hopefully she's just with her grandma and her grandma's taking care of her. Um, yeah. But we know that they have been in charge. They have been charged and are arrested. Uh-huh. So at this point, the court is just, things are just working their way through the system. Uh-huh. And that's all we know. Like, there's not been a preliminary hearing for them. Um, I don't even know if there's been an arraignment. Mm-mm. Because I don't there know. just isn't anything else. So we will keep watching for this case. And yeah. we will certainly let you know Yeah. Um, if something comes up. And thank you for thinking of it. Because it's, you know, we do forget sometimes because we hear yeah. so many things. But yeah, there's just nothing. I can't find anything more current than December 19th of 2022. However, the Kahlua trial is supposed to start the 1st of March or 1st of May. Yes. <laughs> this is also Finally. an adopted child mm-hmm. who vanished. And according to parents, uh, the adopted parents, that they woke up one morning and she was just gone. And just wandered out the back door. Uh-huh. As you do, apparently, in the cases of all of these people who hurt their children and tell the same story. And then later on, they learned that uh, she'd been dead for at least three months when they reported her missing. Mm -hmm. And then after they were able to interview their other children, because they had, I believe, five children and four of them were adopted or something about like that. Uh, don't quote mm-hmm. me on that. It's been yeah, a minute. Had a bunch of other adopted children. Um, and one of those children said that they had been keeping Ariel in a dog kennel at night because she gets out of her bed at night and eats things. Mm-hmm. And she's not allowed to eat because she's in trouble. And that uh, essentially poor little Ariel died in a dog kennel being refused to let out to, you know, eat and drink. Uh, her body has not been found. No. This happened in Hawaii, and it has tugged at our hearts, and we've kept a close mm-hmm. eye on it ever since. And I have been waiting for two years to see this one get to trial, and here we finally are. So we will be keeping a close eye on that one as well, as yeah. close-ish and I as we can. I think uh, JR said it best. Why are all of these big cases coming to uh, trial at the same time? Right. Good question. It's a lot. Yeah. There was a search, another search for Oakley Carlson a couple of days ago. Doesn't seem to have resulted in anything because we haven't seen anything further. But there was another no for Harmony. search. Things are still was for Harmony Montgomery, not Oakley Carlson. I'm sorry, Harmony Montgomery. Thank yeah. you. In I have so many state. of these little kids' names in my head. Mm-hmm. That the search for Harmony was in another state. They yeah, were, they're on to something somewhere else. They are for Harmony. Yeah. yeah. However, thanks for saying Oakley Carlson because yes. Oakley Carlson, the uh, the people that are like, you know, leading the charge to find Oakley. And of course, Oakley is missing from Gray Harbor, uh, Washington. And I'll see if I can find it on Twitter here. They are, I probably can't because we have been flooding our Twitter. Uh, <laughs> They are asking everybody to contact big news organizations and ask them to cover Oakley's case. Yes. So even if you just go to their Facebook pages or their Twitters or whatever and comment 
on, you know, places like News Nation and Nancy Grace and any of the other big ones that you like to follow. And get Oakley's name out there. Post, ask, have you heard of the Oakley Carlson case? Will you please follow or cover the Oakley Carlson case? And just maybe we can finally get something going there. Right. And get Oakley found. It Oakley's parents have never been charged. No. Oakley is the little girl whose sibling said that she got eaten by wolves. Mm-hmm. And if is no recall. more. Yep. Yeah. Who has very yep. clearly said that they know that Oakley is dead. Yeah. So if you'd like a great call to action tonight, head over yeah. to two or three different big news sites that you can find on Twitter or Facebook. Make a comment on any article and ask, or send them a private message and ask them to cover the missing child, Oakley Carlson, out of Washington. Mm-hmm. And see if we can just get somebody to give a damn about little Oakley that can make a much bigger splash because the police there need some pressure put on them. And the only way that's going to happen is for some big press to start covering Oakley. Yeah. I mean, we've covered Oakley's case from the very beginning, but uh, it's just totally stalled out. Everyone's tongue. Yeah. The fact that neither of her parents have ever been arrested and charged. Is just it's unfathomable. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, all righty. Well, that's what we've got. So, uh, I will be in court tomorrow. So, keep an eye on the Facebook or the Twitter feed and we'll keep you updated. And that's what's up. Yep. So, like, share, follow. Uh, if you want to tip us, you can go over to True Crime Squad. Dot com and that's where our link tree is you can uh, tip us if you'd like uh and, and many of you have and we appreciate you very much very uh, much yeah. it gives us some coffee money to keep going <laughs> yeah these days we have to sit in court oh my goodness yeah i'm bringing a pillow tomorrow who yeah those benches are unkind yeah. they're church pews you guys they're horrible mm-hmm. not the best mm-hmm. all righty well there we have it thanks so much for being here this has been yet another production of the true crime squad take care Bye, everybody Thank <laughs> you.